0: Hello, and welcome back to a whole new episode of DirtCast. Can't tell you how much I appreciate you letting us fill your ear holes every week. I love doing it. I hope you love listening. Today's episode is very special. I mean, and they're all special in their own way. But my favorite episodes are the one where we kind of go back and dig deep on weird Hollywood trends. And so this week we have Emily Martha She is a writer who recently wrote a really great post for Broadly called Why Celebrities Stop Following Kabbalah, and it's exploring sort of the Kabbalah center boom of the mid-aughts that sort of seized all of these celebrities by storm, people like Madonna, Ashton Kutcher, Demi Moore, Paris Hilton— We're all seen wearing these red-string Kabbalah bracelets and we're supposedly studying this ancient Jewish mysticism.
1: I thought that this was a rumor, but I I read in a piece Karen Berg bragging about it. Madonna had Guy Ritchie circumcised, like an adult circumcision.
0: So before we get into that interview, we are going to do a quick run-through of, of course, the dirtiest dirt of the week. I will tell you right now, it is hot as the blazes outside. It is romper season, folks. Um, which is to say I am wearing overalls for the first time since I was a child, and I feel pretty good about it. And I'm just assuming you support me in this decision, and I'm going to tell you right now, I really appreciate it. But getting into the dirtiest dirt, uh, we have Katy Perry, um, who I'm just going to say I find to be one of the most obnoxious people in the world. I'm not someone who's like hot people can't be funny, but I think she's the perfect example of someone who has been told she's super funny her whole life because she's hot. And so she thinks she's hilarious and she's actually boring and annoying. But you could probably say that about me. I don't know. Not the hot part, just the boring and annoying part. But anyway, she recently did this like insane live stream with James Corden where she told him that the song, The One That Got Away, is actually about Josh Groban, of all people. Which is very funny because the song, which is on the album Teenage Dream, has a video which stars Diego Luna in the Groban role, um, which, I mean, in Groban's wildest dreams as he look and have the sexual appeal of Diego Luna. But I guess he dates, like, a lot of honeys. Like, he dated Katy Perry. He's dating Kat Dennings. Like, Grovan kind of cleans up. So I feel like maybe he has, like, a secret charisma or maybe he's just, like, really good at boning. I don't know. Think about it on your own time. But she did say James Corden made her, like, rate her lovers, which is such a gross... (laughs) Such a gross um, thing to make someone do on camera, but I'm sure Katy Perry loved it. It was for this game called "Fill Your Guts" or "Fill Your Guts," where she either had to answer a question or eat something disgusting like pickled pig's feet. Which again, like people eat that. Like that's like just a food people eat. But whatever. Um, so he asked her to rate John Mayer, Diplo, and Orlando Bloom as far as like who the best. Lover is from best to worst in bed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, now, rank John Mayer Diplo and Orlando Bloom.
1: <laughs>
0: no, 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 do that. I Come not on, do that. well, we, Diplo's in third. They're all amazing lovers, of course and they are. I, I want to have sex with all of them after I get out of this place. <laughs> and she said that Diplo was the worst, but again, she said they were all good, but she said Diplo was third, Orlando Bloom was second. And that john mayer was the best at sex which if you know the rumors about their sex life which allegedly include a lot of water sports and i say allegedly because this is all rumor that just makes that rumor all the more exciting oh there it is (laughs) but we're saying all three are exceptional and groban if you're listening. No, Groban is like one of my good friends, and I just can't eat a thousand-year-old old egg. <laughs> okay, so moving on, um, Kevin Spacey hosted the Tonys this weekend. I feel like I talk a lot about celebrities I hate, and this is not an exception to that rule. I cannot stand Kevin freaking Spacey because I think he's very smug. But there was sort of this rumor that he was going to come out at the Tonys because if there's ever a supportive audience to admitting that you are gay— you know the tonies are it it's all broadway actors it's you know a very diverse crowd very accepting crowd but he didn't do it although he did do that obnoxious thing that i don't know jodie foster did it too where she um when accepting an award was like i'm coming out in favor of privacy so while i'm here being all uh confessional and uh I guess I just have a sudden urge to say something that um, I've never really been able to air in public, so a declaration that I'm a little nervous about, but maybe not quite as nervous as my publicist right now. Huh, Jennifer? Um, But, uh, you know, I'm just going to put it out there, right? Loud and proud, right? So um, I'm going to need your support on this. I am uh, single. (laughs) Yes, I am. I am single. Which is just like... You don't have to do it. It's your life. Do whatever you want, you know. Scream that you're gay from the rooftops. Don't tell anybody. I respect it either way. But it's just like this, I don't know. Again, it's like the winking at it seems like somehow more offensive to me. But yeah, so Spacey did it by basically doing a cover of As If We Never Said Goodbye from Sunset Boulevard, which currently stars Glenn Close on Broadway. He sort of sang this line from the song, which is I'm coming out. And then he paused and was like, oh, no, no, no.
1: no. I'm coming out.
0: No, wait, no. <laughs> I'm going into makeup. Which, who gives a shit? Like, it's just, it just adds to, like, this idea I have of Kevin Spacey where his inner monologue is always just like, you're killing it, Kevin. Wow, you did it again. Um, when really, I find him pretty unimpressive both as an allegedly closeted gay man and an actor. They never asked those other
1: guys Who cares who they called at first? That's all in the past. This world has waited long enough.
0: I am a host at last. So I actually was going to talk about how Brandy Glanville, known... Mess, former Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, ex wife of Eddie Cibrian, um, who is now married to Leanne Rimes, has accused Leanne Rimes of harassment and following her to Nobu. But I just got some breaking news, which I want to talk about instead because who the fuck cares about them? Real Housewives of Atlanta's Kenya Moore got fucking married in St. Lucia to a mystery man. And it, I just want to know who is this guy? What's his deal? Is he insane? Marrying Kenya would suggest so. But I have also have from some sources who have run into them as a couple that he's lovely and that she when off camera is also lovely. So it's something to think about. And I just want to know why I couldn't have been at their wedding on Sugar Beach because I would consider myself a friend of Kenya's despite having never met her. But I just always have appreciated the way that she... uh literally will twirl on her haters. Don't come for me (laughs) unless
1: I twirl for you.
0: God bless her, and God bless her marriage. So this week's guest is a Vice Contributor. This is Emily Martha. Hi, how are you?
1: I'm great. How are you, Madeline?
0: I am so excited to have you on because you wrote this really great piece about Kabbalah a couple weeks ago that um, just really like tapped into, I don't know, I feel like the last time celebrity gossip was really good, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which was like the mid-aughts, kind of when all of these celebrities were suddenly wearing red string bracelets um, and studying this Jewish mysticism. And it was people you didn't expect, like Ashen Kutcher. Um, or I guess Madonna's not that surprising. Yeah. Um, but I'm wondering, can you just explain to our audience what Kabbalah is?
1: Kabbalah is a a very esoteric form of Jewish mysticism. Typically what happens is that, and it's limited to men, after they study um, the Talmud and the Torah, which are kind of the foundational texts of Judaism that give the laws and how you should live your life in a day-to-day way, then you sort of are able to study and and really think about the, the mysteries of the universe, and that is through the study of Kabbalah. So the primary text is the Zohar. Um, But there are a number of texts that go along with that. And it's sort of like once you've paid your dues as a serious Orthodox man, then you're able to finally engage um, in the study of Kabbalah. The Kabbalah Center is just one of many um, practices around studying Kabbalah. So when people talk about Kabbalah, that's, you know, a ton of scholars, a ton of work. The Kabbalah Center is a very specific study of Kabbalah that actually doesn't always have a ton to do with traditional Kabbalah.
0: So I'm wondering how the teachings of the Kabbalah Center are different from traditional Kabbalah and sort of how the Kabbalah Center got started. The
1: Kabbalah Center was started by a rabbi um, named Rabbi Philip Berg. He was actually an insurance salesman who lived in Brooklyn, and he had seven children with his first wife. And her uncles lived in Israel, and they were very famous uh, rabbis that taught Kabbalah over there. So he kind of got into Kabbalah when visiting Israel, but he came back to America. He had his You know, he was selling insurance out of Brooklyn and his second wife, Karen, who uh, used to be his secretary, she was sort of the person that said, hey, you're studying this stuff and we need to bring it out to the masses. So um, what they effectively wanted to do was make Kabbalah um, a lot more democratic and kind of open it up to the wider world. So instead of being a 40-year-old man that's done all this background, all of a sudden you have women, young people Jews, non-Jews, people of all sorts of religious backgrounds. So in that way, they actually made it very accessible. Um, From what I've gathered, it's a lot more um, New Age than um, traditional Jewish mysticism. A lot of astrology. There's a lot of stuff around sex. You know, a ton of—it's basically sort of like a love and light type religion, a lot of language along the lines of the secret. Oh, interesting. So it's just a more general— New Age type spirituality that isn't so specific to traditional Judaism.
0: Well, I want to read a quote actually from your piece, which was called uh, Why Celebrities Stop Following Kabbalah. Yep. Um, And this is a quote from Rick Allen Ross, who was the executive director of the Cult Education Institute. Mm -hmm. And he told you uh, that Berg's teaching represent his own idiosyncratic combination of beliefs. For example, that scanning the pages of the Zohar, even when you cannot read Hebrew, somehow will imbue you with supernatural power. It's sort of Kabbalah made easy.
1: Yeah, you don't have to read Hebrew. Um, If you chant all the names of God, I think there are 72 names, you know, it's a lot of stuff around energy, a lot of language around light, a lot of stuff around, uh, you know, cells. Um, They call it uh, spiritual technology at times rather than a religion. So, and I mean, some of the Some of the stuff that people said about Kabbalah when I brought it to the Kabbalah Center, they were really like, we never said that. But at the same time, the language that they use both in their communication with me and through their website, it's really no different than any other sort of New Age spiritualism.
0: Yeah, and their website uh, advertises, Kabbalah is an ancient wisdom that provides practical tools for creating joy and lasting fulfillment. It's an incredible system of technology that will completely change the way you look at your world. So, I mean, I guess that's a it is a religious technology, but it is also a belief system. It's kind of it's it's an interesting uh line to kind of dance over.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the way it's sort of set up and I've 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 read a lot of their stuff. I've watched uh videos of the Bergs. It it's kind of all things to all people in a lot of ways. And if we, uh, in on our uh, terrestrial level, if we can understand that um, all of us, with our strict opinions and, and thoroughly knowledgeable, all of us are thoroughly knowledgeable, nevertheless, the other person's opinion is
0: also correct, as diametrically opposed as it might be. But
1: what I don't think is that what they're teaching in itself um, I mean, I I didn't really go in with any um, preconceptions about uh, what the teachings were going to be, but I thought it sort of would be more along the lines of Scientology. But actually, what they're teaching in itself, there's nothing you know dangerous about it. It's not any more out there um, than most other spiritual practices. It's just sort of when you get into the financial component that it sort of starts to run
0: off the rails a little bit. I'm interested in hearing you talk about that a little bit because it sounds like, I mean, they have had some scandal. Uh, yeah. And I'm wondering if you could go into that a bit. Basically,
1: they've had a number of scandals. A lot of it revolves around money. Um, they've been the benefactor of, you know, someone— um, There was a pyramid scheme, and they were the benefactor of the money from that pyramid scheme. Um, There were some questions about whether they were taking money from, um, you know, an elderly widow with dementia suddenly donates around $800,000 to the center, and people start to ask questions about that. And then also um, the Bergs themselves, you know, they live a very deluxe lifestyle, and it's all subsidized by the center. So they are not— receiving a salary in themselves, but basically anything that they could want, mansions, private plane rides, they go on Vegas gambling trips. All of this is paid for by Kabbalah supporters. And so the IRS um, began an investigation of uh, the Kabbalah Center and their related charities um, because of this, because it's not traditional for, you know, um, people that are, you know, like rabbis to be living lives like this. Out of you know their their congregation essentially, sure. Um, and then another area of controversy was around actually Madonna. Her raising Malawi charity. So Madonna, who as you know is very involved with Kabbalah, yeah, probably the um,
0: most famous uh, practitioner. Probably the of, yeah, of the probably center, the most famous least.
1: practitioner of Kabbalah. She set up a charity that was sort of under the umbrella of uh, the Kabbalah Center called Raising Malawi. She's very connected to the country. She adopted her children from there, um, and she wanted to open basically like a second version of Oprah's School for Girls in right. Malawi. She raised around $18 million for that project. And the whole thing was eventually shut down um, after about $3.8 million was spent. And it was found out that of the money that was spent on sort of this catastrophic project, $3 million of that was spent in Los Angeles, where the main Kabbalah Center is located. And
0: that way, it very much is similar to Scientology in that it's uh like— it does fund these lifestyles and the money sort of gets redirected and mm-hmm. it very much confuses the IRS because it's somewhat of a religious organization, but also a business. And it does walk a very fine line, I feel like. Though I do get what you're saying when you say it's not, they're not teaching hate. They're not teaching no. anything. I mean, it sounds like most of it is just like lifestyle advice.
1: Yeah, I didn't seem, I mean, to me, I think people think of Kabbalah like it must be this cult I, I don't know if it's a cult or not you know i once heard a definition of of cult says um you know with a regular religion the the teachings like the teachings in the bible When you first look at them, it will make no sense. Like, why did Jesus set this tree on fire? But as you study it longer, it starts to make more and more sense um, as the meaning unfolds and sort of the moral meaning and the day-to-day instruction of, you know, how you should live your life versus in a cult, you know, what you hear initially, initially, the thing that's drawing you in makes a lot more sense than a traditional religion like we can help you like for example in Scientology you know like we can help you with your acting career you know we can help you be a better person
0: yeah but as you we get closer you in and you yeah.
1: you learn more it's like oh you're you know a lizard person that shot out of a volcano um <laughs> and so I don't think that that really is going on with Kabbalah
0: necessarily <laughs> I I definitely and also like as far as like what a cult is, where it's like Kabbalah is not a closed—or the Kabbalah Center, I should clarify, is not a closed community. It's not like you can't—you know, you're you're allowed to associate with people who don't practice at the center.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The only—I mean, one other similarity to Scientology is they sort of do have their own version of the Sea Org. It's called the Chevra, and it's um, religious volunteers that are able to live— and study at the center for free, but in exchange, you know, they do work around the center, and there have been some allegations of abuse, and I don't know how substantiated they are. But, I mean, again, how different is that from, you know, a lot of religious organizations, like being a Mormon missionary, um so it's not dangerous in the sense that you know people aren't people aren't dying they're not really being separated from their families they don't feel that they're in imminent danger but the financial aspect is sort of what makes it much less straightforward I think.
0: I want to shift into the celebrity following. Um, yeah, and your article includes this amazing Lindsay Lohan quote from mm-hmm. 2006. My uh, right? Which, which is, I would never steal anyone's boyfriend. It's bad karma, and I'm a big believer in karma. Hence the fact that I've studied Kabbalah, which just is like, oh, knowing what we know now, poor Lindsay.
1: I know, and when actually, when I look back at all the celebrities that followed uh, Kabbalah at the time and how it was, um, sort of this big trend. At the time, I actually think about, like, Lindsay has been on, like, a spiritual journey. Like, she's a practicing Muslim now, so it's almost like maybe Kabbalah did open her up to this, like, religious journey that she's been on. But a lot of the rest of the celebrities, like Paris Hilton, you know, Nicole Richie, I don't know how much of a how much they were really being spiritual explorers versus sort of following another trend.
0: I'll also say I think that's a very um, optimistic and friendly outlook on Lindsay Lohan's path <laughs> to I, I try to be <laughs>
1: open-minded. She's fasting for on right now on a yacht, so I, Good for I her. support her. Good for her.
0: Yeah, she's inventing her own language. <laughs> Let her be.
1: I know. I think it also brings up, like, in terms of the celebrities that were involved and what you said earlier about you know, the last time celebrity gossip was really good and really interesting. It was such a time of, uh, con- like, conspicuous consumption, and it was sort of like, oh, these celebrities are wearing a juicy sweatsuit. I'm going to buy a juicy sweatsuit. Oh, you know, like, they had, you know, so they go out and they're wearing a Kabbalah bracelet, and everyone is thinking, oh, I'm going to get a Kabbalah bracelet, and you sort of see how Virally, it went celebrity to celebrity to celebrity and sort of trickled
0: down. Do you think that there was something uh, unique about Kabbalah that made it catch on with all of these famous people? Like, there was, was there something about the teachings of the Kabbalah Center that really appealed to um, people who were in the spotlight?
1: I've thought about this a lot, actually, because I, one of the things that I've thought about is there's some aspects of Kabbalah that are pretty nakedly... Materialistic. And any person that with, you know, common sense that walks in is like, oh, you're charging $30 for strength bracelet, and you're selling candles and a $500 religious text might back away. But when you're already wrapped up in this world of materialism, that might not be so off-putting to you, and that might even make you feel a little bit more accepted. Like, I can be involved in a religion and a spiritual movement, but I don't have to give up all these trappings of uh, wealth and celebrity that I have. So... At first, I was confused, like, why would anyone want to participate into in this organization that sort of is clearly going after people's money? But actually, I think there's a place of comfort for
0: people that sure. already have a lot that want to be involved. That's, like, way more thoughtful of an answer than I ever would have given or expected. So well, <laughs> thank you.
1: <laughs> if you read—there's a great piece. Um, it's an old Vanity Fair piece called—I think it's called In the Garden of Kabbalah. And it came out— In 2006, maybe. And it's, like, the perfect article because it's describing an event that the Kabbalah Center hosted at Kitson, which is, like, (laughs) just so mind-blowing now. Like, they really were out—like, they were leveraging the celebrity thing so hard. Like, they knew what they were doing. And it is such a—you know, it's such a marker of of the time. So you have all these industry people there at the party anyway, and they're saying stuff like— you know, thanks to Kabbalah, I realized that it's not okay to just scream at my assistant. And I've never thought about it. But if you scream at your assistant, then they go out and they scream at a waiter. And maybe that waiter screams at their mother or something along those (laughs) lines. And it's really like, you needed a religion to tell you that? Like, Like, most people learn that in kindergarten. But when you're out in Los Angeles, like, it's very possible people have like never heard these very basic tenets like, like, just be nice to each other. So to me, that's sort of
0: crazy. I remember watching a clip of Ashton Kutcher. It was on Conan or Leno or something where he was saying that Kabbalah is why he wore trucker hats all the time. Like, that was like his version of a yarmulke. Where oh he was my like, God. he's like, yeah, because energy, you know, it escapes through your head. So I'm going to that's why I wear these hats. And I'm just like, don't you dare blame Kavala for this one, Ashton.
1: <laughs> I think it's funny, too. The evil eye thing is really funny to me because, um, you know, I've, I'm Middle Eastern, actually. And so that's like actually a tradition that's passed down, you know, through my family. And when, when we were babies, my grandmother would like sew one into our baby blanket. But then it's sort of been co-opted by like— Celebrity culture, Real Housewives culture, where all of a sudden it's like the evil eye to like ward off haters, haters be my motivators type thing. So it totally fits into like this lexicon of like these crazy like celebrities and their narcissism from being a traditional religious thing.
0: I actually feel like there's been multiple seasons of The Real Housewives of O.C. really revolving around – Someone being accused of like giving the evil eye or warding off another person with the evil eye, which is very funny. I didn't give her the
1: evil eye. What's your problem? For him to continuously tell her in her ear, she's giving you the evil eye.
0: It's creepy. You're trying to get her pissed off, and you're definitely pissing me off.
1: Tamara had the evil eye hat, like the bejeweled evil eye hat. yeah And then I I was watching this yesterday actually, and Gretchen waved the hat at her or something like that. So
0: Yeah, I mean it was very, very offensive. <laughs> In her own home. <laughs> um yeah, I uh will say sidebar. I don't know if you watched the new Orange County uh trailer. I did. You your baby instead of worrying about Gotham. I'm not going to sit there and have her tell me I'm a bad mom. All I want to do is eat. I just don't understand how I let myself go. This is stress. And that is Vicki Gundelson. I don't give a I'm really excited. I mean, I think like whoever edits those um, teaser trailers for the new seasons deserves an Academy Award. Like there's no greater artist on the planet. I'm
1: going to say something controversial, which is that I think I'm team Kelly. Wow. I love me some Kelly Dodd.
0: That is controversial.
1: I think she's like a little injured. She's just so injured. I don't know. There's something about her that I that I really like.
0: She's someone who could <laughs> definitely get into Kabbalah. Okay.
1: Actually, well, Lisa Rinna, I think this is so funny. I saw a photo recently of Lisa Rinna, and she was wearing... 2K17, she had on a Kabbalah bracelet. And I thought that is so perfectly her, you know, this woman who's like so like preserved in Amber and stuck in the past of like her, you know, her moment of celebrity glory. So like, of course she's into this like religious thing that happened, you know, a decade ago. I just thought that was like really just like the perfect like follower for them now.
0: Yeah, she has no problem spending twenty six dollars at the Kabbalah Center store on a bracelet. <laughs> I
1: I know, and I mean, like maybe she maybe it was something she just found around her house, and she had Harry, you know, like cut the string or something like that. But um, <laughs> I know Hamlin, that currently, like Ariana Grande is has been talking about Kabbalah, which I think is super interesting. I I did a Google on it recently, and the first article that came up is um, Will Ariana Grande use Kabbalah to heal? from
0: the Manchester attacks. And I was like, oh, that's pretty gross. Right. It's weird to like, to speculate even on that. Yeah. So I also, I am curious about like, what motivated you to write this piece?
1: I think what you said earlier, like 2007, like, and I know you had last week on, or a couple weeks ago on the show, you had um, those two guys that wrote the Blind Item book and they were talking about 2007 really being like the perfect era of uh, celebrity gossip. And they brought up all these concepts that I hadn't thought about. Like people didn't have access to to camera phones and there was no social media. So like really whatever the tabloid showed you, you know, like that's all you got. I mean, I thought because I'm not hearing about it anymore because I think it's obsolete, like it they must not be functioning anymore. Like it must not be a thing. But I mean, they're still out there thriving. They're just not doing it without, the tabloid attention anymore. The Kabbalah Center.
0: Yeah, I think I walk by one almost every day.
1: And you know, their spokes their spokesperson was very cooperative, and she really told me she really wanted to set the record straight. And you have to think about the fact that everything that we read about Kabbalah really came through the lens of tabloids. Definitely. And so it's like, what well, kind of you know, there's the sensationalism of like what's going on in the spiritual movement that's kind of wacky. But then you have to think about. What's the lens that it's being seen through? You know, is there sensationalism in how it's being reported out
0: to the world as well? Yeah. I do think one of the biggest bummers of my life, which probably shows how blessed I am, is that um, it's so hard to make fun of something after you find someone who's really sincere about
1: it. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it just crushes me. <laughs> no, oh. it, it, it really is. <laughs>
0: have any thoughts about like what the current trend in celebrity spirituality is
1: i mean i i listened to your goop show the other day and i think that is really like um where where we're going i think crystals
0: wellness wellness that of thing.
1: crystals um transcendental meditation which is its own big bag of worms if you really get into how that movement works and sort of the financials around around that um, yeah. but I sort of wonder. I mean, um, in terms of like what kind of spirituality could really catch on, I feel like it's not really like in the forefront of like celebrity gossip anymore. I don't know what you yeah. think. Why you think that is?
0: I don't know. I mean, so I think there's like the Hillsong, like Hillsong, the church yeah. that uh, Justin Bieber and all of the like young, cool Hollywood Christians are in. And so that's kind of interesting to see like that as a resurgence and also to consider the people who are involved in it and just sort of how, I mean, the celebrities who are involved in it. I actually know people who go to that church who are very lovely, yeah. but at least like the celebrities who kind of represent it publicly, just like how terrible they are.
1: Yeah, like Justin sort of, Bieber is a very bad person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't believe that he follows the the teachings of Jesus at at
0: all. Yeah, but he talks about it a lot. I don't know.
1: One of the great uh, details in that Vanity Fair story that I was telling you about they were talking to um Roseanne Barr, and this is this is from my memory, but, Someone says to her, hey, you should really check out Kabbalah. So she goes to a meeting at the Kabbalah Center and the teacher or the rabbi or whoever is on on duty that night comes over to her and is like, oh, like, hey, you're Roseanne. And she's like, yeah. And he hands her this thing. And it's this analysis that he's written about the character Roseanne Connor from (laughs) Roseanne and what Kabbalah would do. For her And how that would improve her life. And Roseanne was like, you know, wow, this is this great moment of kismet that he already has this thing written and ready for me. But it's like that's—that rabbi has been writing fan fiction about a celebrity. (laughs) What she's
0: moved by, I'm, like, very unsettled by.
1: Yeah, like—and I don't know if he really did have it on hand or if it was just the retelling or if I'm remembering it wrong, but just to think about the fact that, like, there might have been some very— thoughtful courting going on on the part of the Kabbalah Center for them to just have that like at the ready. And, you know, it would be like finding out that your rabbi was like, oh, I wrote this thing about like the Big Bang Theory cast or something like that. It's so (laughs) bizarre to me.
0: It also shows that like Karen Berg is a real marketing genius, it seems like, where it would make sense that they would go after certain visible people because it's if they can Get those bracelets on Demi Moore than someone else. Is yeah, they have more.
1: an event at Kitson. And I don't think that the Kabbalah Center is particularly shy about that. And I mean, if you truly believe, if you're a true believer in your message and you find this great marketing tool, it's like, why wouldn't you leverage that? You know, right. like it only makes sense if you believe you're doing something good in the world. Like, yeah, bring on the celebrities, bring them all in if it's going to bring more people into the fold. So I'd see why she'd do it.
0: Right. Emily, there's that sincerity again, and you can't—
1: Yeah, and that's what I always—that's what I always get caught up in, I think—I mean, with anyone that I interview, really, but, like— but then you go back to the the financial stuff, you know. And Kabbalah right. is very like again esoteric, and it's hard to put your thumb down on what they're saying. And there's all this light and love, but then the one very stressed tenant is like, "You give, you give your things yeah, away. Give us you money. give your money back. And yeah. why do you think that is?"
0: Right. Well, and also, I mean, that like empathy mixed with you know getting the facts is probably why this piece is so good. Yeah. So. I mock you only from my own shame. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The other thing is, it's easy for me to be condescending about it, where it's like, I can't imagine being like, oh, Russell Brand does, you know, transcendental meditation. I'm going to do that. Or like, oh, Justin Bieber goes to this church. I'm going to go to this church. But I wonder if when we did, we did a podcast about Scientology Mm -hmm. and the one former Scientologist we had on he said that the people who thought they were above it were always the easiest people to convert. Hmm. And so I wonder just if all I needed was Sandra Bernhardt to find me and be like, hey, you would really benefit from this. And I would be in a completely different uh, position Well, when you think
1: about, I mean, the person I've probably thought about the most in terms of why are they drawn into this is definitely Madonna. Mm -hmm. Because I think unlike someone like Paris Hilton or Britney Spears that sort of like went in, got their photo taken, dabbled and left. You know, she's been with it for more than 20 years. So to think about her background, like she grew up very religious and, you know, she obviously questioned it a lot and had a lot of issues with Catholicism, but it's so incorporated into her act and her, you know, her spiel as a pop star Mm -hmm. and then for her to hear like, oh, this is this very, you know, mystic, inaccessible form of spirituality only open to men and you have to be over 40. But wait, you can be involved right now. All the secrets can be yours. You're going to bypass the line. Like, that plays exactly into her ego. But I think any woman almost would want to hear that. And there's, like, Karen Berg stresses, like, women are higher beings, so... I don't know. I think that's very appealing, and I could see why she would get so involved. And then once you're in, it's like you have such close proximity to these people that are really, like, gurus and so worshipped, and you, I think, start to feel like a god, too. Like, that's what is clearly going on with Tom Cruise. You know, he thinks he's
0: a god. Right, right. All right, can you tell me maybe some of the best rumors about the Kabbalah Center that you've uh, read or heard in your research? Yeah, and these
1: are all rumors, and some of them have been refuted by Kabbalah, and some of them haven't. I think one of the best ones is that um, Madonna—and this—I thought that this was a rumor, but I I read in a piece Karen Berg bragging about it. Madonna (laughs) had Guy Ritchie circumcised, like an adult circumcision when she got serious about Kabbalah. So I really liked that one. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I think her son, too, like she had them both circumcised. Um, so I think that one's pretty good. I like the rumor that Madonna gave Britney Spears and Kevin Federline like an ancient Jewish text, um, like an antique, you know, for as a wedding gift. Mm-hmm. And then when Britney left Kabbalah, Madonna demanded that she return the book to her, and it like ended their friendship. I believe
0: it. I believe it completely. Yeah,
1: I, I do, too. I just like to imagine, like, Brit- like how confused Britney must have been by that
0: interaction. <laughs> yes. Like, okay, yeah, you can have it back. Yeah, you know, thanks. I never read it anyway. I know.
1: <laughs> I doubt that she did. Maybe Kevin read it. And then I think also, actually, one thing that's really fascinating is um, Marla Maples is a big follower of Kabbalah.
0: Marla Maples, the ex-wife of our current president, Yeah, Donald and
1: Trump. Um, she said that it really helped her get through their divorce. And then Rick Ross, um, who is the cult expert that I talked to for this piece, he says that the Kabbalah is opening up a new center in Washington D.C., and he believes that it's so that they can get closer access to the Trump administration and maybe get an
0: In, the Kabbalah Center denies that though. Yeah, I don't. You can't see me, but I'm I'm grimacing.
1: <laughs> I just think it's funny too because I when you think about Jared and Ivanka, and they're both Orthodox Jews, but Really, they're like, and I say this as a Jew, they're like the worst Jews on earth, right? They're horrible people. And I just love the idea of like family mixers like them and Marla, you know, like having to come together and exchange ideas and be respectful towards each other. So I just really like thinking about that.
0: Tiffany's hiding under a table somewhere.
1: Crying. Yeah,
0: probably. I'm also now realizing why um, his middle name is included in your article, Rick Allen Ross. Yep. Because when you first started that story, I thought it was going to be about a very different Rick a Ross. A Very different
1: Rick Ross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's anything, any other good rumors that I that I heard, or if there's anyone that I'm that I'm missing that was involved. I think the Ashton Kutcher piece. I mean, he just seems like you know, a real egomaniac. Um, yeah,
0: well, now he's a tech a tech expert, right? He's that's, like that's a tech
1: investor and he has a startup that somehow stops sex trafficking in Southeast Asia. And I'm just really like, how does that work? But it seems like he still follows Kabbalah in, in, in some way. He had like a Kabbalah uh, christening. I don't know if that's the right word for uh, his daughter. So I think that's something
0: that's still going on. Yeah. Wow. His just like his evolution has always been very interesting to me just because you know how he and this is horrible. You know how he's like basically his ex-girlfriend was murdered. What? Yeah. So Ashton Kutcher, his ex-girlfriend was murdered and he had gone to her apartment and through the window, he thought he saw what was a red wine spill, but it was actually oh, her blood. No. Yeah. And so he, I think, left because he was like, no one's answering. And then it turns out that this had happened. Um, but he also, he has a twin brother. He's from Iowa. Um, I don't know why I know. I, all this I think Cutcher. I know this too, but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also he, like, uh, was a super conservative at first and is and now has, like, become very progressive But it's—I remember he was one of the people who wouldn't clap for the Dixie Chicks after they insulted President George Bush. And so it's been very weird to, like, watch him, like, then get with Demi Moore and then get into Kabbalah. And now he's with Mila Kunis. And
1: I think he upsets me more than other celebrities. Like, there's something about him and his Steve Jobs, like, idolation where you really feel like he thinks he's that guy. You know? (laughs) Like— He's in this tech world and he thinks that he is this brilliant Jesus, you know, Elon Musk type guy. I don't know.
0: Which would, again, make sense sort of like the Madonna appeal to the Kabbalah Center. That would kind of be the same thing where it's like, hey, like you kind of you have the answers, you know, you can find them. You can, you know, become this complete person, which I get the sense that he. Thinks he is.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I mean one one thing about people abandoning Kabbalah. Um, obviously, I've given this like a lot of thought, and I think it goes back into you know, you know, seeing once you hear someone being sincere, you can't unhear it. But if if we're saying, oh look, all these celebrities have left Kabbalah, it's like, what do people do with religion and spirituality normally? Like that's a very hard thing to commit to. So it only makes sense that over the course of a decade a lot of followers might leave. And it's not necessarily sad on them, you know? So Sure.
0: All right. So to like sum up, moving on from Kuala isn't sad. <laughs> Ivanka and Jared the worst Jews in the world. The worst
1: Jews in the world. I want that on that can be the the headline of this this podcast. <laughs>
0: Um, Emily, thank you so much for joining us. This was really, really informative and interesting. Thank you, Marlon. Thank you so much for listening to Dirtcast. And thank you to Emily Martha. Our show is produced by Levi Sharp with editorial oversight by Kate Treese. Manana Mofidi is our executive director of audio. Our theme music is by Stuart Wood. This episode was mixed by Brad Fisher. Want to send us a tip or just let us know what you think? Hit us up at Jezebel.com. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts.